podcast. This is Monique Zitnik. And what an amazing world conference that was. My head is still spinning just from meeting so many of you from all of the inspirational sessions, the keynotes, the plenary sessions, the breakout groups, all of the networking. It was incredible. Thank you for everyone who joined us there, especially thank you to our Amina region members and people from the region who joined us for drinks on the Tuesday night. That was fabulous. And now I have a treat for you. It is one of our conference listening lounge sessions. It's an episode that I recorded with Stefan Henker from Deutsche Post DHL and also Andreas Ringstead from Open Communication Group. And if you like what you hear, I encourage all of our listeners who weren't able to make the conference to buy the digital pass that includes nine other listening lounge sessions and the five keynote plenary videos. See the show notes for the link or Google IABC Digital Pass 2022. I hope you enjoy. But first, let's have a quick listen to some of the people who were at the conference with me and just their thoughts and impressions as well. Hi everyone, I'm Katie McCauley, Managing Director of the comms agency AB and host of the Internal Comms podcast. I'm based in the UK, but I was thrilled to fly to New York for the IABC World Conference 2022. I'm Yasna Sukhadouz from Slovenia, and I've been an IABC member for the past 21 years. I've had different roles over the years, including four years on the board of the IABC MENA region. So, do you know the feeling when you've been to a great conference and can't wait to go back to work to just start implementing the ideas and the inspirations that you got from attending the sessions? Well, this was it. <laughs> I had a great opportunity to preview some of the content of this year's IBC World Conference as a member of the Program Advisory Committee, but I was still so amazed by so many speakers and it's really hard to name just a few, but I'll try. First, Alvida Patel, that gave me insights into DEI, which is a topic not so much discussed among Slovenian communicators, and who asked us, what are we going to do about inclusivity to make a difference? Then Nicole Hellerly, her passionate session on thought leadership, which nudged me and gave me the inspiration to continue the thought leadership that I inadvertently paused with everything going on in the past years. And last but not least, the IBC Minas Monique Zitnik and Andreas Ringstedt, who took us on a futuristic but already here ride with the possibilities of the immersive internal communication. Hi, my name is Howard Craze, a long-time member of IBC, former president of the UK chapter. I was lucky enough to be at IBC World Conference last week, and I must say it was fantastic to be in New York and to get back into the swing of face-to-face -face proper conference after all this time. Communicators from around the world, many from Europe, from Australia, elsewhere, as well as North America. Great to meet people, see old friends, and just such fantastic content. Frequently trying to work out what to go to and what you'd have to miss was one of the hardest decisions. So great content, great learning, great city to be in, of course, and great networking, which is, I think, one of the best things about World Conference. So yeah, loved my time there, loved having the opportunity to do it. Love, look forward to doing it uh, again, hopefully Toronto next year. My message to any communicator is if you get the chance, go to World Conference. You won't regret it. You'll uh, learn so much 
and you'll have a brilliant time. Fantastic conference. My faith in IBC renewed. Look forward to getting involved in, in more activities and uh, getting more back involved again in IBC in the coming month. Welcome to the IABC World Conference 2022. This is Monique Sydney, and you're joining us in our Melbourne Listening Lounge with Stefan Henker and Andreas Ringsted to talk about successful collaboration for digital transformation. Stefan Henker is the Head of Global Digital and Employee Communications at Deutsche Post DHL and based in Bonn, Germany. He has an impressive background in corporate communication, including as Head of Executive and Internal Communication at Vodafone Germany and Head of Communications for the Europe region at the Linda Group. Andres Ringsted is sharing his thoughts with us from Copenhagen, Denmark. He's the Chief Solutions Officer for Open Communication Group and responsible for digital communications and digital experience oversight across their key clients, including the United Nations, DHL, Carlsberg Group, and Microsoft. Welcome, Stefan and Andreas. Good to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. And let's start with you, Stefan. So you are a very seasoned employee communications specialist and head of employee communications. What is your biggest motivator for employee engagement? I mean, I, I do come from a bit of a journalistic background. However, I never worked as a, as a journalist. So when I started doing corporate comms, Internal comms was very much about writing the employee magazine and being very much yeah, responsible for the key messages the company wants their employees to know. And over time and over the last years, and we, I'm sure we will talk about the role of digitalization in that as well, the other end, basically the employee and the people we are talking to became more and more important. And with that, the concept and the idea of employee uh, engagement became more and more important. So it's not only about what we produce and send out, but also how is it received and what actually is, is done with it and, and what is the effect of it. And that makes it even more interesting. However, and probably we will also talk about this later, we should not forget where we are coming from, but really looking at what is the effect of our communication and how do people deal with it and, and what is the engagement as a result of that, uh, I feel is a quite modern way of looking at internal comms. And so that's something that basically drives me is how to do modern state-of-the-art internal communications in the 21st century. And things are moving so fast with technology now, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. And it keeps changing. And I also do see the risk that we now focus too much maybe on uh, the, the individual employee and the in employee experience that we forget where we are coming from, that we are also um, having a very strategic role, a leadership role in also guiding an employee through the company's strategy and, and where the company is heading. So we always need to have both sides. And so the one does not go without the other. And that makes, to my understanding, internal comms such an interesting profession. And Andreas, what about you? What motivates and drives you? Well, thank you, Monique. I think uh, coming from a design background, I actually share Stefan's you know, interest in, in showing 
people how to consume communication. As I come from a visual background, it was also about how do you create a brand that people perceive the right way, experience the right way. And now they've moved into a more communicative role focused on, on internal communication and employee engagement. Those design principles I'm, I've taken with me, you know, so, so what motivates me is to take corporate messaging and give to the employees so they understand it. And now that you touched a little bit upon the technology side of it, this has given you us some opportunity to, to create that understanding in completely new ways. But, but I do think that, you know, the principles are still the same. We still want the people, the employees to perceive pieces of communication or pieces of, of information in a certain way, and that will motivate them to work better or be happy at work or, you know, stuff like that. That's really what what motivates me then. And I think that's also from a from an agency perception, this is really what we want to do and give to our clients the possibility to handle or give communication to employees the right way so they feel engaged and, and understood and, you know, can work uh, as best as possible. But I mean, this is what everyone needs. So, sorry, but this is what everyone needs. Everyone needs context to his work. And, and yeah. I mean, I don't want to open up the purpose discussion now, uh, but everyone <laughs> needs to understand why am I going to work and what is my piece to the great and big picture um, we are working. And also this became more complex over the last years. And that's another reason why I believe internal comms has become more and more important because it's the story that we need to tell has more chapters to it than it used to have mm. 20 years ago. So it, as the environment becomes more and more complex, it becomes more, as a communicator, more interesting, but also more challenging to really make sure that everyone gets the piece of information they need to do their work. And and so for that, that's another reason for me why I, I believe uh, That's a very interesting uh, discipline to be in. And I think the organization also needs to be a part of the recipient of information from the employees. So that multi-directional flow between the employees, the organizations, so they can make the best decisions as well. That's true. <laughs> that, that's the other way around. That it's not only top down, but also open, uh, bottom up. And also, again, here, um, I think that technological development in the last years has opened uh, new opportunities mm. and it's still I think a challenge for most companies to really find the right balance of just opening basically every channel and then don't know how to deal with the feedback but on the other hand finding formats where they can collect relevant feedback. Let's delve into this a little bit more Stefan what do you think about the role of technology at the moment is it you know, useful? Is it going too fast? Is it helping us with internal comms? You, you mentioned a lot of different channels there that are potentially becoming confusing for employees. I mean, it's just there and everyone is dealing with a changing technological environment in their daily life anyway. I mean, for me, the best example is the smartphone. Every single one of us has the smartphone as the primary source of information. No one is really opening a website if he searches for, for anything or, or is waiting for a magazine or a newspaper or so. It's just the normal platform to get information is our smartphone. So for us as communicators, there's just no option not to be on the smartphone with our content. 
It's a, it's maybe it's a bit of a theoretical discussion because it's already there. Uh, what we need to do is probably find out what are the technological megatrends, so to say, that people already adapt in their normal life, in their private life, and then make sure that those are the channels that we are looking at and maybe not trying to find potential uh, use cases for, for any channel that is out there. But the smartphone for me is one of the examples because, and that, that keeps us already quite busy. I mean, if you are with your company content now on your smartphone, be it your private or your business smartphone, you are competing with all the other news apps someone has out there. And it's, it's not what we are used to do. We are used to do magazine or intranet post that people read in their business environment or in the business context. Now we are, I mean, they are sitting at home at night and flipping through the apps on their phone. And, and that's, that's the competition we are in. And that's quite a challenge when it comes to tonality, when it comes to timing, when it, when it comes to imagery and, and as, as you said, Andreas, uh, brand perception or so. Mm. So that's quite a challenge for us. And I think most organizations are, are struggling quite a bit with that or still. And I think, you know, one of the things that is the, the touching upon a piece that is the evolution of uh, the employee. So 20, 25 years ago and more, when you communicated to an employee, it was the message from the organization to the employee. And that was basically it. Now, as you were mentioning, we're competing with the perception of what you find interesting as a, as a person. So if you're interested in social media, then social media type engagement from your organization will interest you. And that is, and if we don't do that as an organization, you will lose the perception or the interest of, of the employee because they need to be engaged in the same way as they do uh, when they're outside of work. Yeah, I think that's an important point. It's more the multi-channel approach, I would say, mm -hmm. um, because people are just using technology in a different way. You will have people that are only uh, working or that are only dealing with social medias and others that are not at all. So you need to have some social media kind of channel for internal comms as well as some maybe more traditional one. So that, that's maybe the answer to the question long ago. <laughs> and when we come to these different channels and the adoption of the channels within an organization, do you think there's enough co-creation between, say, internal communications, HR and IT or... What are you seeing, Andreas, with your clients right now in this space? Well, I think this touches upon what we started out with in terms of what is the role of IC. One thing is to communicate from top management or from the organization to the employee. But we're also seeing that we need to engage more and more in the employee engagement and experience part of the employee's sphere. In my perception, you cannot do that without close collaboration between HR, IT, and, and, and IC or communication. And that is really what we're seeing at the moment is that in order for IC to be effective, you cannot go to IT and say, I want a channel. You need to be able to talk to IT. What kind of channel do you need? What kind of technology is it based on? How does it work? How should it work in, in your everyday life? And Actually, what we're doing right now at the moment quite a bit is supporting different clients on setting up what we call digital workspace boards. So it's a it's a collaborative board between HR, IT, and IC talking about technology as a channel, as a 
as a driver for engagement. But instead of coming with three different agendas for the three different departments, this digital workforce baseboard is designed to to align that agenda together. So you go to top management with an aligned agenda, and and that really is, in my opinion, the way to go. is is much more effective way of working together between the departments. Andreas, can can I just pause you there just for a second? When you when you talk about boards, yeah. do you mean like a Trello board or a setting up like a online tool, or, or what do you mean by these boards? No, this is an actual uh, physical or virtual meeting of uh-huh. people who are stakeholders in the departments and drive this agenda. And I think this is the most effective way and strategic way to, to align on your agenda and on your strategic. So you're setting up specific committees with specific, like the right stakeholders to drive it collaboratively together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or just going to the existing uh, decision boards, but not mm-hmm. three times with three different agendas. That's how I understood you. Uh, but also with a joint approach, say, this is what we from HR, uh, IT and comms think is w- what we should do. Yeah. And what's your experience in that space, Stefan? Have you, have you set up or worked with those sorts of boards? Can you see an opportunity for that? I'm totally with you, Andreas, when it comes to the employee engagement piece, that they are really IT, HR and comms really come together. When, when I was working for, for Vodafone, there was the introduction of a digital workspace for the entire organization. And there was the question, who takes the business lead for Vodafone in Germany? And we had a discussion with HR, IT and comms and it ended up that we as comms took the business ownership for the digital workspace uh, introduction, which was a huge learning experience for us as comms people. And it really told us how important it is that those divisions or those departments that not always talk to each other or talk used to talk to each other really have to work closely together. So mm-hmm. for the, the digital experience piece of it, I totally agree with you that this is the way to go forward. However, and now comes the the comms view on that, I mean, you can spend your entire working day in those committees, preparing new employee experience uh, formats, figuring out how new technology could be used for an employee experience or, or whatever. But the risk that I see is that we then forget our strategic role that we also has as internal comms being part of corporate comms. So yes, on the employee experience side, we need to closely collaborate, but we always have to be aware that we do have an additional role, which is the strategic role of where we came from, basically, uh, making sure that our employees receive the relevant messages also from the top. So that's just a risk that I see. If you really dive into that, you can you can just yeah spend hours, days, months, your entire working life in this corporation, which is great, but maybe not our key role. So Stefan, do you see this as an add-on to to this key strategic role that you mentioned? Or do you see internal comms profession shifting slightly? I mean you know, it's more that something that we need to be aware of as internal comms people. And, and, and we are in this 
I would call it, it's a tension. It's not something that you can solve. It's a tension that you need to manage. There is the sender side of it because someone wants to say something to, to a certain target group and it used to be always us to manage that. And then you have the recipient end of it so that it's really relevant to people and they, they get it via the right channels with the right experience and all of that. So we come from the, the sender orientation and are now very much on, on the other end, very much on the recipient orientation. But we just have to make sure that we always keep both ends in mind because the tension between both and the creative management of this tension, this is what constitutes our role and not only creating great employee experience, also the strategic part as a corporate comms function, working closely with the other corporate comms function, is also part of it. I just, I just, I, I do see in some organizations that it focuses only on employee engagement, and I don't think that this is the way forward. We also have to be aware that there's another part to our role. But Andreas is trying to. <laughs> and no, I, I just <laughs> want to. I think uh, you're completely right, Stefan. Uh, where I see a maybe the role becoming, I think you mentioned it as well, it be, it's becoming a little more complex because in order for you to be that strategic part, you, you have to be engaged in the employee part. So helping identify and even in some instances set up the technology for your communication because of the effectiveness of it. If you just communicate, for instance, you know this, you're in a very first-line worker-heavy environment, if you do not have the right systems to communicate to these people, they will miss the message. They won't get that message. And I think this is where the role of IC have become a little bit more complex because you are also owning the responsibility to actually get the message out there and not just send it, but making sure that it sticks and, and is relatable for the individual employee. Definitely. It became much more complex and also, I, I would say, much more interesting. Mm -hmm. We just need to be, be sure that we consider ourselves as corporate communicators and not as one of the parties uh, mainly focusing on employee experience. It has to be part of it, but more thinking of it as a, the infrastructure side of our comms piece. And this infrastructure side has, of course, become much more complex, demanding, but also interesting than it used to be where the infrastructure was the one magazine that was published once a month. Printed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah, you, you need, yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's why you also need more diverse teams in internal comms or in comms in general, because you need those techies also in your team that can talk to IT people. You need people that have worked in HR that can talk to an HR board. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this constitutes our new role as, as uh, communicators, I would say. And Andres, how do you see our new role as communicators? Well, I agree very much with Stefan. <laughs> what I joined, I see, and I've only been in internal communication for six years. Before that, I was uh, focused on internal uh, communication and development of digital communication solutions. But when I joined IC, I think one of the, the things that struck me was the discrepancy between what you experience outside of, it, of work and what you experience inside. So I immediately started thinking, you know, what, what is interesting to a person outside of work should will naturally also reflect internally. One of the things that have really been, and I think the pandemic has been a really real accelerator for this, 
is the channels, the way we communicate, the way we perceive communication, the way we, we get a hold of the employee has really, really accelerated over the last two, three, four years. As communicators, one of the things that is really becoming more and more of our key task is to ensure that the employee understands the message. It's not just one-way communication anymore. You have to analyze and you have to make sure that the recipient actually understands what it is that we're saying to them and even getting feedback on it. And I think that reflects the person behind the employee. So in real life, outside of, of work. Yes, sorry, Stefan. Maybe, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Maybe uh, coming back to your point of this difference between how do we address people outside of work and at work. I mean, that's one of the unsolved mysteries for me in internal comms. Why does internal comms always tend to be so boring? <laughs> that's just something I don't understand. Uh, but, but for some reason, we are we are quite boring when we do internal comms. And uh, I mean, that's one of the challenges. Now you are uh, coming back to the smartphone. You are on the same platform with all those other fun apps. Mm -hmm. If you continue to be as you used to be, you won't get the reach that you that you actually want to achieve. Yeah. yeah. I think this is the challenge that everyone who is listening to our podcast could take on board is dare to be different. Don't be boring. Thank you so much for your insights, Stefan and Andreas. I love the talk about the tension between the digital employee experience type role and the corporate communication side from you, Stefan, and also your insights, Andreas, into setting up digital employee communication boards or work groups with HR and internal comms and IT with internal communications as the communicator. Please join us and connect with us on LinkedIn. We'd love to continue the discussion with you.